Brandon Brands. Hey everyone, this week we talk about going live with video on your social platforms and how to keep it interesting. Stick around. In a world where advertising is ignored, business is exposed, and the only constant is change. How do you build a brand that matters? Welcome to Brands on Brands on Brands, a home for those who think different and push their boundaries. This is where branding that matters lives. Now, here's your host, Brandon Berkmeyer. Welcome to Brands on Brands on Brands. I'm Brandon Berkmeyer, and I believe that building brands that matter to today's consumer is the only way for a brand to thrive tomorrow. Tune in each week for branding and marketing advice and interviews with some of the top marketers and entrepreneurs in the business. If you're listening right now, first, I want to say thank you. Brands on Brands on Brands is in the new and noteworthy for business podcasts, and I'm heading towards being a top 100 business podcast for marketing. And I really appreciate you guys' support on that. So keep subscribing, keep leaving those reviews. I do want to say, if you're listening right now to the show, I'd love to get to know you while I have a chance. Go to my Instagram, look at this specific episode, type in your name and say that you listened. I'd love to reach out to you and start a conversation. And don't forget, go to iTunes and hit that subscribe button because that'll let you get updates as each episode drops during the week. Again, Mondays is interviews, Wednesdays are solo episodes like this, and Fridays are fan feedback and just uh, short conversations. So go to iTunes, help me out, and I appreciate your support. That's it for that. All right, let's jump into it. Live video, going live, going live on Instagram, going live on Facebook, going live on LinkedIn now. All this is has been a trending topic for three years now, as I think about when this started, three, four years ago, this started to become a thing. And I'd say that it's become pretty regular in the Facebook and YouTube spaces. YouTube started pretty, pretty big with it, with all the broadcasters there kind of understanding the game and knowing what they should be doing to do it professionally and do it right. Once it started going to Facebook, then you started having the you know the rest of us as regular people putting content out there, uh, trying to find places and times that it was appropriate to film something live. And a lot of the time, it was just people who are live at a cool event, trying to share their experiences live uh, and things like that. But now it's started to enter kind of a different space. The biggest things produced live right now tend to be either news and entertainment that those type of announcement type things. And then the second and third biggest things tend to be live conferences and live events. And what was notable this week, which is why I'm doing a topic on it, is LinkedIn finally has come to the table with their live offering to a select group of users. And LinkedIn is a, is a bit of a different animal than the rest of the social platforms out there, obviously. It's a different type of audience or different mindset of an audience that's listening and viewing. They have different patterns of people coming in and out to look at content and different expectations, I'd say, on what that content should be like. So interesting to see how video gets incorporated into it. But when we talk about those particular types of content, those things like being at an event or at a, at a conference, seeing those things unfold live seems really relevant for that platform. Also, I could see a lot of those you know, virtual webinars and summit type things where you're going in to get education and that being live also showing up on the platform a lot. 
from people that you follow and people that you're connected with. So I'm excited about the platform, excited to see what's going on. I was able to jump on live when one of the influencers I follow, her name's Goldie Chan, got to you know release what I think the very first LinkedIn live video. I jumped on and when I was on, it got up to as high as just over 900 concurrent subscribers. So people viewing it all at the same time, interacting in the comments, talking to Goldie as she took questions and, and her talking about what she was doing and the excitement she had around the product. So that was a cool first to be a part of and to watch. The, it seems like LinkedIn is still kind of working out the bugs on it, but uh, very exciting to see it as something that they brought to the platform. The first couple of things I noticed, aside from it being you know, very similar in how it is created and how you interact with it to the other live streaming products from the YouTubes and the Facebooks and Instagrams of the world, the thing that did seem notably different was there was you know, the activity that you create, the engagement you have with your users, the people that are interacting with the person talking. Every time they type in a comment, those comments live on their feeds. So I think that that's something they're going to hopefully change within their programming. But if you're familiar with how LinkedIn works, every time you comment on someone's posts, typically that post or that comment on a post, even a like on a post shows up in your feed to all the people that are looking and follow you. So if I'm checking out what's going on in my feed for the day and someone has multiple conversation points in a video right now, I might see all of that pop up into my, my feed without context and it might overload my feed and, and, and clutter it up in a way that's not interesting to me. So that's something I think that they'll be working on. There's, I think also that part where you can't click on anything within the, the feed, uh, like as a, another user name or anything like that without leaving the video. That's something they'll, they'll clean up, I'm sure, as well. So a lot going on there. I don't want to dive too much into that because I don't want people to, to you know, lose interest, but I want to give you what I promised today, which is talking about for LinkedIn and for the rest of them, the key elements of live video that will bring you some value and bring value to your audience when you're creating. The first thing I want to talk about is uh, the invitation. And actually, I'll list out what they all are. I've created a fun little uh, way to remember it. The, the letters of all the, the words spell out, I create. And the I is for invitation. C is, so you need to invite people. It needs to be contextual. That's the C. It needs to be relevant. That's the R. It needs to be engaging. That's the E. It needs to answer questions and it needs to tell stories, and it needs to have energy. So that's I create spelled out, and I'll talk about each of those individually. The first one is the invitation. When you go live, what's interesting is what, what makes it different than just a produced post is that interactivity, is that idea that you can be talking to people, but to be doing that and to jump into some of those things that are valuable about it, you have to have people there. And it's not the best practice to rely on people finding you organically and happening to be on exactly when you're on. You're limiting yourself to the audience that just happens to be there at the time. The best way that's a common practice now, this isn't groundbreaking stuff, but the best thing for if you're just getting started out is to let users know what you're planning to do and when and invite them. So when you do go on, you have a pre-built audience of people that are looking forward to hearing you talk about what you're going to talk about. And don't just 
invite them, the best thing to do is to do it and do it consistently. So if you feel like you're going to be talking about something and you want to be using live more often, maybe try to talk about it once a week at a given time that works for you that you know you can make work. It might be a little intimidating at first to commit to that, but if, if you're truly using this in a way that you want to be someone who's creating content that's effective and you want live to be a part of that mix, then have an invitation and have it something have it be something that's scheduled that you use all the time. Otherwise, the value is diminished and really you should just be recording your video, editing out the stuff that you don't need and putting it out there whenever you feel like it. The value really being that engagement only comes when you've brought in that audience and scheduled the time. Otherwise, there's no point in slowing your feed down and your recordings down to incorporate people when there's not going to be people there to enjoy it. So you have to make that decision and that distinction between what you're going to record versus what you're going to go live with. And knowing that the audience is a critical piece of that, make sure you send out that invitation. It's part one. It's the biggest piece of it. And I can't emphasize it enough. So start with the invitation, bring in your core group of people and also sign up, get a little pot of people that you know are good friends of yours that want to interact and want to engage and want to hear you so that you have that support group there bringing being a part of that conversation, you know, seed some of that, especially at the beginning so that you have an audience to interact with. Second one is in the I create process, we'll call it, is the C. C stands for context or being contextual. What I'd like to emphasize is anytime you produce content, you should be thinking about who you're talking to and the platform with which you are presenting it. So in a simpler way, it's saying, think about the people you're talking to and where they're looking at this stuff. If they are on LinkedIn and you're putting this video live on LinkedIn, that's going to be something that you're going to want to think about. It's not you broadcasting live from a pool party uh, talking about how much fun you're having because that's not what people are expecting when they go to LinkedIn. They're going there for typically more professional reasons, for networking, for business prospecting, and for learning, education. I mean, those are one of, you know, and sometimes it's for, you know, looking for jobs and things like that. The, so the content should fit the context of the platform. There's plenty of other places to put the, that kind of live content. Instagram's a great place for more visual and fun, entertaining type content. YouTube can be whatever you want it to be. Uh, you usually design your channel to talk about the things that you want to talk about. Facebook could be more personal if you have a personal account. It could be more business if you have a business account. So the idea is really to find the context of the environment. And LinkedIn, I'd say, out of all of them is the one where you have to be the most careful because it's the one where there are the most expectations that when you're putting something out there that it is for the right reasons and talking in a way that uh, is meaningful to the people when you know in the mindset that they're in when they're on that platform. So think about the context that you're using when creating content, especially when you're going live, since you are shooting from the hip a bit uh, and that's natural and organic and fun, the theme that you go in with or the ideas that you go in with that you want to talk about should already be pre-planned and thought about and contextual to that environment. So use that. Your audience will get a lot more out of it and they'll obviously appreciate the, the content more. The third thing I want to talk about is the R in iCreate, it's relevance. 
you want to make sure that you are talking about things that matter to the people that are listening. That takes a little bit of self, that takes a little bit of introspection. You need to do some self-evaluation and understand who are the people that typically come and listen to my content? Who are the people that have been engaging and commenting and liking? Who are, what does my follower generally, what do my followers generally look like, sound like? Who are they? Who are my people? And then what is, the, what is it that they're interested in? Sometimes just putting out what you feel like talking about at the time uh, is good for you, but bad for the audience. If you're not sure what they want to know about, then talk to them and ask them. Maybe do a survey or a poll. Find out what's relevant. Get feedback on the things that you're talking about and then see if you can continue to hone that to be more and more relevant to that audience. That's, that's true for all media, but especially in a product like live where you don't really get a chance to segment and target and give different messages to different types of people. You're basically getting anyone who's coming in at the time really being relevant in a way that's true to your character and true to what you are all about because you know what you put out for the people that follow you. You know what they like already. Being true to that is important, especially in a live environment. So be relevant. The fourth element in the I create approach is the E, it is engagement. What I mean by this is to make sure you are engaging with the audience as they tune in. Now, there are, I think, a couple of practices within this itself, but the first piece is to make sure that you're doing it. Make sure that you are acknowledging these people that have come on to follow you. Most of us, you know, aren't the the Tony Robbins and Gary V's of the world that have a million followers. Most of us are going to have a handful of people that have tuned in. So let's respect those people. Let's give them props. Let's interact with them. Let's call them out uh, as being a part of the, the, the show with you. And that's fun for them. That's fun for you. And it encourages them to come in and, and actually ask questions and, you know, the greatest part of that is you're not going to know what your audience is thinking. You can't think of every question that they might ask. So actually probing them and seeing what it is that's on their mind could make for a lot more interesting conversation. You may go in with the theme, but those questions that they have might be questions that a hundred other people have as well. And you've got it right there to answer brought to you without, you know, without having to come up with it yourself. So Definitely work with your audience and talk to them, invite them in, make them a part of the conversation, welcome them, and respect them as being a part of your community. And not only should you be talking to and asking your you know, audience to pitch in some questions, you should also be checking in with them throughout the show. You know, find places and times to look and talk to you know, those people specifically while providing the content that you're providing. You'll have to figure out the flow that works for you. It's not always interesting to just hear people talking and saying hi to all the people coming in. So you have to figure out the flow of how do you continue to tell your story while keeping engaged with the audience. And we'll talk about that a little bit in a minute. Answers is the fifth, you know, the letter A in the I create process. Answers is really about, as we're talking about engaging with your audience, really what you want to be figuring out is, you know, what questions do they need answered? How do you provide value? And a lot of that value is going to be in providing answers. And this doesn't have to be the universal answers. This is your answers, your perspective, your opinion. If you're not giving an opinion on, it, on something, then there's no reason for you to be on the air. You, you are unique and you have a perspective. People want to hear it. That's why they're there. That's why they're following. So make sure that you aren't just giving stats and figures and the common uh, answer that you would expect people to give, 
put a little bit of your personality into it, answer questions from your point of view. So listen, listen to what those questions are that they're giving you and then provide answers, but not just any answer, answers that are true to you and give them the why behind the answers. They want to hear your story. So if that answer came from anywhere in particular, you should point those things out. Why do you feel that way? Why is this the answer that's true for you? Why is this something that you believe other people would benefit from knowing? The sixth step or idea in the iCreate process is to tell stories, T for tell stories. Obviously, you're going to be telling stories. What I want to, if I break that down for you, there is a flow and a format for every live presentation. And once you introduce yourself, a lot of people like to give people time to join and draw things out and fast, you know, allow you to fast forward eventually if you're tuning in late, but they kind of wait for that audience to show up. And I think that's okay. But in the meantime, I do think you need to be providing stories throughout the show. It's not fair for the people that turned in early to have to sit there and listen to five minutes of just jumble and hellos and you rambling. I think you should have some points that are sequential in that you can tell a story at the beginning, you can tell a story in the middle, you can tell another story after that, you can tell a story at the end so that everyone's getting value along the way. You could save your big point of being on your big secret, your big tip, your big conversation point for in the middle of the show, but at the beginning, have a couple of things to talk about. Maybe that's a window into who you are and what you have going on this week and what you're up to. Maybe that's a window into some of the things you're feeling or thinking at the time. Maybe it's the gratitude that you have for the audience that you have and the community that you're building. Maybe it's just restating some of your mission and your vision for what you're building as a person or as a company. But the point is, you should be starting with something. Have an introductory conversation topic that you don't mind if the people that joined at you know minute three or four or five, that they catch up and they miss that piece, but they're there for the main conversation. Make sure you're giving something to people along the way. Tell stories in the beginning, in the middle, and at the end. And to that point, when you're telling stories, I love it if people start and finish it. Maybe it's just me. I'm not a fan of the starting to tell a story and then mid-sentence stopping to say hello to someone that popped on the chat. And the reason is that the more people pop on, the more distracting that becomes. I'm trying to hear the story you're telling. And in the middle of the sentence, every time you start jumping back to saying hello to the people that are there and asking them a question as they join, sure, you're trying to keep people engaged one by one. And if they're just turning in, you're, you're trying to make sure that they're excited and happy to be there. But it's very distracting to the rest of the group that you are in the middle of a sentence and cutting it off to jump back. I do know some people that specifically do that. It's, I have to tune out sometimes because I'm just trying to hear the one sentence or a mini story and I can't even get the main the mini story out because of what's going on. So what I would suggest is as you're telling stories, think conscientiously about where you want to take stops to scroll back and look at the people that have joined and acknowledge them in bunches figure out, okay, I'm going to tell this story. It's going to be one or two minutes. Just talk as what feels natural. And as you see people come in, you can then take a break. Once those stories are finished, and there's a, a succinct or a specific beginning and end and provide them a point in time where you say hello. And then you can say hello all at the same time. You could say, hi, Johnny, Sally, Susie, whatever. And you can see what their comments are. 
and you can ask them a couple of questions. You could say, let me know where you're signing in from. Tell me, you know, something if you, you know, whatever the question is, it's relevant to your topic. If I'm talking about live streaming, I could say, tell me if you've tried it yet. Tell me if you've, if you've tried to live stream, throw me a thumbs up. Or if, if you've, if you're loving live stream content, you know, show me a high five or a smiley face, you know, definitely propagate response by asking questions that uh, elicit an answer. Give them an easy way to show them that you're thinking about them and to give them a simple way to respond and be interacting, especially at the beginning. You don't have to ask them big, long questions that are going to, you know, require them to type in something. Give them some quick wins where they can say, yes, I'm listening or yes, uh, I like this or I like that or I'm from here or whatever the thing is. Give them some quick hits, especially at the beginning, but do it in bunches so that, that that time is specifically dedicated to that and that when you're talking about the things that you came to talk about in pieces, uh, you are breaking it up in a way that has a, still has its own beginning and end and isn't distracting because you're jumping back and forth. And then the last letter, last step, last idea in the iCreate process for live video is energy. You know, I myself, I'll admit, I am not energetic when I am recording in a produced way. I have a couple of ideas that I want to get out there and telling it long form uh, requires me to just maintain an energy level that I can hold on consistently that is professional and gets my points across where I'm not distracting. It's hard to be high energy for 30 minutes straight without completely straining your voice or running out of breath or being, you know, totally crazy. So, some people have that talent. It's a gift. Uh, that's not me. I have my own style. That's cool. But if I'm going live and I'm sitting there uh, bringing people in and welcoming them and trying to talk to them in person, I do need to bring some energy to that. I need to make sure that they know that I'm excited that they're there listening. I need to come with a different type of uh, energy than I would for a podcast or a different type of produced recording. And the reason behind that is when you're interacting with people in real life, there is an energy flow that goes back and forth, back and forth, and you play off of that with each other. So if you are excited, they're going to be excited about what you're talking about. They're going to want to engage and interact. And when you are working with other people, that energy needs to start with you. It's you're the, you're the one that brought this, this up. You're the one that launched the live. It's your energy that is the grounding point for the rest of the show. So bring that energy in the way that's authentic to you, you know, don't be shouting and screaming if that's not you, but definitely come at it with an, an energy that is happy and joyous or whatever the thing is that brings people in that's true to you, you know, pick an attitude, pick a theme, whatever the thing is, but come to it with a way that's like, hey, happy you're here, what's going on? Uh, and let them feel that you are there for them and that you are happy to be doing this with them live. Uh, the great part is usually with a lot of these, these live videos, you have, you know, your hands free or at least one hand free where you can kind of step back a little and show them, you know, that your energy, you know, being able to have your hands free and showing uh, your energy with, you know, maybe you're a person that talks with their hands a lot and being free to do that and being free to move around with your body and walk around. That all I think helps you be authentic and be real and bring that energy that they expect, especially when you're going live with video. So, that's my favorite way to wrap up with, with a live video is to say, you know, definitely bring the energy because you are setting the tone. You are setting the pace uh, for how your audience interacts with you. And again, if you go back to point number one, you know, letter number one in the I create process is the I. You've invited them. 
you have to create the environment that you've set up from the very beginning. And that energy that you're, that you're bringing is what really sets the stage. So let's go through that again. Let's summarize. Yes, first things first, you want to invite people. You want to set up that audience to make sure that you have people there to actually interact with. And if you can do it consistently, have a consistent time each week that people can tune into you uh, just like they would a TV show because now they can expect for you. I know that every day at one o'clock or every Monday at one o'clock, Brandon goes on. If I'm into it, I'll tune in today or I'll catch it on the replay if I can't make it. But knowing that you're doing something every Monday knows for them to check you out live or to go back and find it. The C was contextual. Make sure you are fitting the content into the context of the platform you're on. If it's businessy, be businessy. If it's fun, be fun. Be relevant is the third. Make sure that you are saying something that is meaningful to your audience. The fourth was engagement. Make sure that you are interacting, you are engaging, you are bringing your audience into your conversation and making them a part of the show. Answers, make sure you're actually answering some questions that they have. Find out what they're truly there to learn and provide some of that value. Tell stories was the the second to last point. Make sure that you are telling stories and that those stories you can tell throughout are bunched in a way that you aren't interrupting and jumping back and forth and and cutting sentences mid-off to say hello to people. And then the last is bring that energy. Bring an energy that gets your people excited and sets the foundation for that conversation that's happening. Hopefully you like my points. If you guys have your own, I'd love to hear them. I'd also love to find out, you know, I might start going live myself and testing this out a little bit to see if my audience, uh, you know, has something that they'd like to hear about and like to talk about. Throw me some comments, uh, jump to Instagram, make some comments on this episode. Let me know what you'd like to talk about, the, the things that you, you're interested in, the topics that are most relevant for you the you know, questions you may have. I'd love to engage with you. And if you'd love to talk to me personally, shoot me an email, brandon at brandonbrands.com. I'd love to set up a time to get to know you a little bit better. All right, that's all the time I got for you today. I uh, appreciate everyone tuning in. Again, you might notice I'm trying to get more of you to interact, to get to know you one by one while I still can. You know, the audience is the right size right now where I can get to know each person and I'd love to you know get to know each of you by name so I can call you out on the podcast and thank you for your time and uh, reward you and find ways to send you special things and get your feedback. So, you know, stay interactive and let me know you're listening. Appreciate the time. Catch you next time. You've just taken your marketing knowledge to another level with this episode of Brands on Brands on Brands. But we have plenty more ways to not just help you build a business, but build a brand. Head over to brandonbrands.com for more resources, as well as access to our blogs, videos, and exclusive coaching sessions with your host. Be sure to visit brandonbrands.com.